So yesterday I gave you an outline of the uh, four powers that Christ has broken and overcome through his grace and atoning sacrifice, that is, the powers of wrath, sin, law, and death. And I gave you that outline, but today, before we leave Romans 8 and the uh, summary that I'm giving, uh, I'd like to put a bit of meat on the bones, as it were, and uh, give you some verses that really lift our hearts up in regard to this freedom from those four powers. Remember, the powers of the kingdom of Adam, the kingdom of sin and death, are wrath in the in uh, chapter 5 of Romans, sin chapter 6, law chapter 7, and wrath and death chapter 8. Well, Paul says, for example, in uh, chapter 5, verse 1, we have been justified by faith, therefore, that, that is, we have been, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is what it is to be freed from the judgment of God. It is to have justification, that is, to be declared innocent before God. And that brings about a peace between us and God. Now, we don't always feel peace in this life. We feel anxiety and stress very often, and we have to quieten ourselves down by faith. But this isn't what this peace is about. This peace is the peace pact, the peace covenant between us and God through His Son, Jesus Christ, so that all who trust in Him and believe in Him they can know this peace. There's trouble in the world. As Paul says, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor anything in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. And so we affirm before God by our faith that we have peace. Father, I thank you that though there's trouble all about me, and though I'm worried about the situation that's going on in my life right now, I thank you that I have peace with you and that you have peace with me, that we are reconciled through your Son. So, you see, this is how we talk to God and how this freedom from wrath uh, comes about. You say, well, Colin, I don't see much reference to freedom from wrath in chapter 5 of Romans. Well, remember that God's wrath is motivated by love and it is handed out or given to all the world who have chosen to suppress God and take on other gods instead of our Heavenly Father. Idolatry, in other words. And in God's love, he has to do something tough in order to wake us up, in order to bring us around. And so he hands us over to the powers that we choose instead of him. That's in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, and onwards. So do you see that if, we are, if, if wrath is God's handing over, then what is the opposite of his wrath? It's not love, because love is motivate, wrath is motivated by love. The opposite of being handed over is to be brought back, to be reconciled. That's what this chapter is all about. 
And so, you see, we see here in chapter 5, verse 1, through whom we also, that is through Christ, verse 2 now, through whom um, through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. How beautiful that is. We have access now. You know, some people say, well, I, when I pray, it's like the heavens are brass. That's what some people say. It's like I can't get through. Oh, yes, you can get through. You are already through. You're already there. How so, you say? Through Jesus Christ. Christ has given us access to the Father because his righteous, perfect life, representing ours, rose from the dead and ascended to heaven and is with the Father, representing us. So we do have access, you see. And then comes that wonderful chapter 6, where we are freed from sin. Well, that sounds scary, doesn't it? I mean, it doesn't mean surely that we never sin anymore. No, it doesn't. This is not perfection of the flesh by any means. What Paul is talking about in chapter 6 is freedom from the identity and the judgment of sin. And he says this, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? That's verse 2. And we think to ourselves, well, what in the world does it mean to die to sin? I know you might say to yourself, I know that I haven't died to sin. I'm still alive to it, and I'm still tempted by it, and I still fail in it. But that's what does, that is not what this verse is about. It's about Christ's death. Christ's judgment, the judgment upon Jesus Christ for our sin, so that when Jesus died on the cross, he died as a judgment and punishment for our sin, so that you and I, as we trust in him, are freed from that judgment. We are dead to it. So when you see it in that way, then look how that verse comes alive. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? How shall we who are no longer under the judgment of sin and the identity of sin keep judging ourselves as if we were under sin? You know how guilt comes to us and things go wrong in our lives and we say, well, that's because God's punishing me or God's not pleased with me. And we're afraid of these things that happen for fear that it's the frown of God upon us. Well, that is us, our brains, our psychology, our uh, mental state, continually making a judgment against ourselves when the Scripture in the gospel right here, declares we are free from that judgment. So agree with the gospel and say, Father, I thank you that though I feel guilt in my heart and though I feel I have done wrong, I thank you that there is no condemnation. I will not judge myself. Yes, I will repent. I will turn away, even if I have to repent again and again and again. But I will not come under judgment, dear God, because you have released me from that. I will. I thank you that Christ took my judgment upon the cross. See, that's what it means to be freed from sin in the kingdom of grace. 
And then there's that chapter 7. How incredible this chapter is. And it says in this chapter, let me read verse 5 to you. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions were aroused by the law. Now, that's an astonishing idea, isn't it? That the law actually arouses sinful passions. How does it do that? Well, when we look at the law, thou shalt not do this and do not do that, we see guilt. We feel guilt because we know we have done those things, at least in our heart, even if not in our flesh or behavior. And so, you see, the law, when it stirs up guilt, causes us to distance ourselves from God. We feel ashamed, we feel embarrassed, we feel condemned, and so we shut him out. And what happens then? Well, when you shut God out, you're very alone in your heart and your life. And so what do you do? You go to sin for comfort. Sin becomes an alternative comfort to God's comfort. Well now, the good news is this. We have been delivered from the law, it says in verse 6. Delivered from the law of God? I mean, this sounds so strange to many Christians who are constantly trying to obey the law. Look, if you kowtow to the law, if you seek to obey the law, either in your own strength or by the Holy Spirit's strength, as a way of being saved, then it will bring you under its control and you will go down with condemnation and you will endlessly find yourself entrapped by the law in sin. But if you allow yourself to believe that I am delivered from the demand and the judgment of the law, then you will find a new freedom of heart to love God, to love others, and to walk with him more faithfully. You see, people are afraid to claim this truth that we are delivered from the law because they think that that's an insult to God's law. And they think that if they... Um, uh, feel they're delivered from the law, then um, they will be out of control and they'll, they'll do all kinds of things. Well, what does that tell you about your state of mind? It tells you that you are using the law to control yourself. And God never meant for that to be. Because the law is not there to control you. The law is there to reveal the state of your mind and heart, so that you and I might run to Christ for mercy and help. So, you see, to be freed from the law is to be freed from judgment, and those who are freed from the law are now in fellowship with Christ. They have faith in Him, and they let His love and His wisdom and His uh, guidance through the Holy Spirit, show them the way through life. So freedom from the law is a marvelous truth about the kingdom of grace in Christ. Well, then there's that freedom from death in chapter 8 of Romans. And it says therefore, there in Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. 
You see, the law of sin and death is what we normally naturally live in our human nature. Things go wrong, we feel sinful. Um, Things go wrong, we feel it's one of the many deaths that we go through on a daily basis. Frustration, disappointment, depression, anxiety, stress, all of these are little deaths, all part of being under the power of death. But we are now freed from the power of death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Which means then we can interpret things differently, the things that go wrong in our lives. It's okay. God is going to work his grace through them and bring good out of all these troubles of ours. Hello there, this is Colin Cook, and thanks for listening today. I appreciate this uh, attendance you give to this broadcast. It's called How It Happens. You can hear the broadcast any time of the day or night on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, soundcloud.com or podbean.com, and key in How It Happens with Colin Cook when you get there. Or go directly to uh, faithquest at podbean.com or soundcloud.com slash faithquest. I want to make a very personal appeal to you today. You know, I'm teaching things that may be a shock to many people because I'm teaching among, included in the gospel, the glorious truth that I believe there is total evidence for in scripture that God will redeem all the world. But that is very offensive to many Christians, I realize that. And when I decided to come open about it, I sensed that I lost quite a number of my listeners. And as a result, the funds are down. So I wonder if you would be willing to help. I wonder if somebody would be able to come forward with a month's donation for the minute, for the cost of the radio broadcast that's 850 to 900 dollars i certainly need more supporters and i hope that you will take heart and listen to the broadcasts and say yes i can support it so send your donations to faithquest po box 366 littleton colorado 80160 thanks i'll see you next time cheerio and god bless <laughs> 